just so shocking from a defense attorney perspective. Like, that that shouldn't happen. This is not supposed to happen because the DA is supposed to tell her and her clients if an officer like Castillo has a history of dishonesty. It's a rule called the Brady Rule, which comes from this really important Supreme Court case called Brady v. Maryland that happened back in 1963. The court held that district attorneys have to turn over any evidence that a defendant might be innocent. Now, this might seem kind of obvious, but it's really one of the foundations of a fair trial. And when it comes to police officers, because their word alone can put you in jail, any evidence that undermines their credibility, like a history of lying, is Brady evidence. But there's also a catch, and it's a big one. Because of the secrecy around police disciplinary and personnel files, in California, even district attorneys don't necessarily get to see those records. They've had to rely on police departments to let them know if an officer has a record of lying. Those officers all generally go on what's called a Brady list. You know, the system relies on the police agency to be proactive, on the district attorney to be proactive, and to them to be transparent with each other. And I think that while we assumed that it wasn't always happening that way, it does still feel shocking that there is so much that we just didn't know about. And we feel like we should have. One of the things Montpere feels like she and her office should have been told about is a connection that Castillo had to a man he says was his confidential informant. That relationship would come to be the subject of an internal affairs investigation, allegedly jeopardize a major drug task force, and bring down Castillo's career. But how they met seems innocent enough. Castillo says it was at his house. Let's talk about The department redacted this man's name in the records. What do you know about him? He actually came to my house and we had a family barbecue. And that's kind of where I met him for the first time. He came to your house? Mm-hmm. What was this? They've got a family connection. Someone in Castillo's family is dating this guy. He is, well, he was at the time, uh, dating my... Does that make sense? Castillo remembers this day really clearly because he has a photo of it. We actually have a family picture of it. <laughs> we all took it on the driveway with all of our families and all the kids. And in the photograph is this guy he says he's just met. Okay. And he's in it. For the story, we're going to call this man the family friend. At what point did you learn that he was a drug dealer? And at what point did you assume he was a gang member? I knew him as I didn't know him as We don't know who this man is. But we do know the police didn't think he was just a small-time drug dealer. The Internal Affairs Report says he bought and sold meth and other hard drugs. Once I found out his nickname, that's when everything started clicking. Oh, shit. This guy's a dope dealer, you know, downtown. Castillo says after this barbecue, the family friend became his informant, passing him useful information about criminal activity in Antioch. I figured he's a downtown guy and... You know, and I, I love working downtown. I figured, shit, since there's kind of a little connection here with the family thing, maybe he'll give me some info. But years after that barbecue, Castillo ends up in the hot seat. Because Internal Affairs thinks it was actually the other way around. That Castillo was the one passing on police secrets to the drug dealer. Did it ever occur to you that could be playing you? It's always possible. Giving you information to take out his competition? 
that possible? Absolutely possible. 